0: The tenth time they've made it! They've won a-
1: Hello and welcome back to the Elan Road podcast, a Brentford podcast for Brentford fans by Brentford fans. The podcast is back after the winter break and joining me on today's episode is Clayton. Clayton, how are you doing, mate? Well, thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, Tias is also back. Tias, how are you? Yeah, really well after these last few results. And last but not least, Will is back. Will, mate, how are you doing?
0: Yes, all good, thank you, that's all good. Good
1: to be back and um, there's plenty to talk about, so... Can't go wrong. Exactly that. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we last did one of these, and um, you know the recent run of form is giving us a lot to talk about, as Will just said. So, uh, just as a general sort of start to the podcast, uh, Clayton, how have how has this last spell of games been for you?
2: Yeah, it's it's been it's been great. I uh, after coming back after the break, obviously had a great result against City. Um, it was. It was interesting to see what was going to happen because it was, on paper, it's quite a tough round of fixtures. Obviously, West Ham aren't playing great. Um, but yeah, it's was at 10 points from the three games we've played so far. It's been it's been really, really, really good. I think it's the best we've looked kind of as a whole team in our time in the Premier League as a whole. And to take 10 points off, off the teams we have, it's really impressive. Um, I think Jordan tweeted it yesterday, kind of tweeted the results and said, like, oh, these are the good days. Like, you look back at this oh, these are the good days The 20 years' time, tell your kids about it, oh, yeah, beat Liverpool. It's unbelievable. 3-1 at home, places place is absolutely bouncing. And bueno was knocking over. World Cup find the centre-backs. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. I'm really happy.
1: Tias, are you, are you echoing that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think after that spell where we got thumped by Villa, dropped points against Wolves and Forest, we looked at those four games, City... Spurs, West Ham, Liverpool is the next ones coming up, albeit a big break in between and we thought God, I think relegation battles incoming here, Tony with the band coming in, it was feeling very doom and gloom the last time I was on but now look at us, with Tony we're probably one of the best teams in the league and without him we're still one of the best teams (laughs) in the league so nothing really matters anymore
0: (laughs) Will, are we one of the best teams in the league? Uh, No, definitely not (laughs) But, <laughs> to be honest, I was, I've was. i been talking to a few other mates about this and we're definitely in a good position. There is a fucking load of shite in this league uh, at the moment, and to put it quite nicely. If You look at some of the teams below us, and a lot of them are in free-fall. Um, and this is where I think the next games we've got are just massive. Because if we can build up a bit of a run, um, obviously we beat City and then we had the World Cup, so we didn't have a break. And I thought, when we played was it Spurs and Box, and they we were two new up, I thought, Jesus, wouldn't. We're onto something here, but then we threw it away. Uh and I was thinking, oh jeez, can we have another World Cup, you know? I want another break of a month like a bunch. But tell you what, the last West Ham and, and Liverpool just I think I think Frank's Frank Frank might be onto something here. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season to be honest. But yeah, the the teams below us are definitely there to be below us, you know. Um off the top of my head, Bournemouth, Leicester, uh Leeds Forest, Everton. Everton. Uh, there's probably one or two others. That, Southampton. You know, just... Southampton, exactly. We've we've still got them to play. I know we've got everyone else to play, really, but we've had a, a few big games recently. Liverpool, City. You know, we've done Chelsea. We've done Arsenal. Um, you know, we've got two games in Southampton. That could be massive. Um, obviously, I'm dreaming at the moment, but I'm definitely looking
1: forward to the second half of the season now. Mm, it's definitely going to be good we we're talking about these games uh, because we've missed a few of the games uh, i thought we'd just go through it periodically so we start with spurs uh, quite a while ago now on boxing day but i definitely would have taken a point before that game also kind of feels like an opportunity missed considering we went 2-0 up more than anything though i was i was kind of surprised about the subs that were made um wasn't frank's best performance tactically i thought jensen was brilliant and Norgard as well um Tias, we'll go with you, mate. What what were your what was your take on that game on the on the draw against Tottenham?
3: I was actually quite disappointed, you know, and that's nothing like against the performance or anything. We still played well. But in the pub before, I think everyone was kind of thinking Spurs are here for the taking. Larice, no Larice. I mean, they've got Fraser Forster in goal, and I think, you know, he, he made a bit of a howler for that Yannel goal. I don't think that was a good save or anything. Uh I really thought we could do something considering how we played against, uh, city, the game before. Uh, so it was a bit disappointing to see us drop points again. Uh, I mean, this has happened so many times. We're getting these good leads and then it just takes one silly error or lapse of concentration and they're back in the game and suddenly we've dropped loads of points. But I think maybe I'm being too harsh here and it was a while ago. So, um, I don't really care too much anymore, but I do think, <laughs> I do still stand by that because we, we dominated that game for about a good 55 minutes and we, I feel like we should have closed it out and it's something I guess we can learn from and maybe we did when we went 2-0 up against Liverpool.
1: Yeah, we we talked about it before the winter break about how <clears throat> we need to start putting teams to the sword when, we, when we're in winning positions. Uh, but like you said, we did we did do quite well against Liverpool with regards to that. The, I always found like the even watching Ivan Tony play, it's just so strange knowing that this ban is like looming. It's so weird. <laughs> like he, was, he played. He, I didn't actually think he had the best game against Tottenham, even though he got man of the match somehow. But obviously he did really well um, with the second goal. And there was like a ten minutes period after after his second goal, where where he kind of just toyed with the defense. He t- targeted Tanganga, who by the way is. Absolutely rubbish. He should never be anywhere near that Tottenham lineup. Um, but Clayton, it just does—it does feel so strange watching him play. What, what do you think?
2: It feels kind of dirty. It feels really <laughs> wrong. It's
1: like, you I, I, when you like, when it first got announced before
2: Christmas, you kind of thought, well, I mean, that's it. Like, I mean, you can listen back to it; we had an absolute meltdown. Um, and I guess it's still coming. Uh, there is some stuff about maybe. Uh, I saw. Uh, some journalists saying that basically for each one of the bands is like a separate case. So mm. you deal with every single one. So by the time they all appealed, it could take up till like March to go to court. And then, uh, I mean, who knows what will happen then. But yeah, in the meantime, it does feel a bit wrong, especially when, I mean, it's, it's only, it's betting, it's not harming anyone. So, uh, it's nice. It's, it's like an added benefit. Like you're kind of expecting him not to play and then he's here. Um, mm. And I, I was worried, I thought, before the Liverpool game might be skipping forward a bit but I was a bit I thought the way Liverpool were playing it's kind of similar to Spurs aren't we they're definitely definitely taking that. Like we definitely could get at least a point maybe a win and he wasn't playing it's like oh, I don't know well we'll move on to the next game but we didn't really even seem to miss them that much there might have been a few times we were going long a bit kind of not getting anywhere near it but I thought we just I thought we played so well without home, so I was really
1: pleased for that well, we didn't actually get your thoughts on, on Ivan Tony's ban because of my fuck-up with the recording last time. But uh, what, what's your thoughts on him still playing uh, and his performances since, since the ban?
0: Yeah, he's been fantastic, to be honest. Um, my opinion on it all was just we need to play him every minute, uh, get every, squeeze every ounce of football out of him um, and just make sure he's, he's playing and scoring because and, I think he knows himself. He could be in for a lengthy ban, so why not just play his heart out every game? Um, and he has done, to be fair to him. Uh, I'm surprised he's almost back, apparently, from the West Ham injury. I doubt he'll play against West Ham in the Cup. But if we can get two or three more games out of him, I'll be delighted um, because he does bring so much to the team. Um, on a bit of more of a, a different side of it, I am very surprised. and you know, We've made the signing of this new fella, Shade or whatever his name is. Um, I think that's a, a fantastic bit of business to get someone in so early, to get embedded in and everything, to replace him. Because I, I think the club must know something's coming, you know. But no one knows, that's the thing. But yeah, I've been absolutely delighted with his performances recently. So um, get him back playing and, and play him until he's banned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, go and we'll be safe
2: by then, hopefully. I but... oh, <laughs> <our, laughs> <our> reckon <laughs> the, the amount of points we have now will be all right. Can't
3: let Europe slip, though
2: no exactly. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of on Twitter today. There's a lot of people saying because obviously the shade is he's a forward. Um, then a lot of people were saying, "Oh well, Brentford must know something like this is the Tony replacement." And then a lot of Brentford fans coming back and saying, "Well, no, actually, he's a winger." Um, but I was kind of yeah, I, I think you know, he's doing, a winger. I was doing the sure. some classic well, we scouting, a, yeah. But he's I was doing some YouTube scouting and was kind of look at the way he plays and also I think he's six foot. I might be wrong in saying that. Ooh. So he's he's not like slight if you think of Oddie Watkins who was meant to be a winger we can't put him up front so my thinking was kind of maybe we're reading too much into this and he actually is just Tony Replacement he's going to be up front I mean I haven't heard his name pronounced out loud yet but from my
3: German GCSE knowledge I'm going to say his name is pronounced Schader I think you're right I was
2: watching some Bundesliga thing it's it's definitely not shade but I can't I I need to remember uh,
0: whatever it is I don't have a German it's 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 like when people call Jensen
2: Jensen
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'll, it'll be wherever the, the we'll English is. <laughs> and Bumbo.
0: Yeah,
1: we will be Bumbo. <laughs> and Pambo. We're going to West Ham. Um, I didn't actually think we needed that much to beat West Ham. I thought we played well and controlled the game quite well. But my main takeaway was just how bad they were. Uh, I know they had that Declan Rice shot at the start of the game. But apart from that, pretty much nothing to offer. Uh, and I know, obviously, we were good, but Will, I just thought they were terrible. I don't know if you were at the game. Uh, T. S. and Clayton, I think you were, weren't you? Oh, yeah.
0: I was at the game, but unfortunately, I couldn't get a ticket in the away so I had to go in hospitality, so... Um, oh, is no. Was <laughs> shite. Uh, it was shite because you couldn't celebrate, but... Um, no, I, I agree with you there, spot on. I thought they were absolutely dreadful. Um, and it won't be long, I don't think. I know the David Golds just died today, rest in peace and all that. But I don't know if I'll get rid of Moyes, um, because he's built a squad which last season was... They did so well in Europe. And they actually I actually enjoyed watching that West Ham team. Um, but this year, they're just the complete opposite. You know, they're, it's, they were dreadful, genuinely dreadful. I don't think we left second gear that game. Um, mm. So and that's where we need to take our chances, whereas I think last season we may have all... Even at the start of this season, you know we've got a few draws. I think that's the, the games we didn't take our chances or whatever or see them out. Whereas that West Ham game, it's a different us. So, you know, we can still so talk all day about how bad they were, but you've got to praise Brentford, fair play. It's another clean sheet. We didn't. They didn't even look like scoring. Which I thought Norgard was absolutely amazing. In that centre-mid role, he pocketed Rice all game and any of their sort of forward players. Roslev, again, he's, he's just... Anyone that hates Roslev doesn't know football. But I'm sorry, I had to point this out because he's absolutely dynamite. white. Right? Um, but yeah, no, we we were brilliant. So take nothing away from us, but they were poor, I must admit. So long may that continue.
1: I think it would have been such a Brentford thing for us to go and perform so well against City and Spurs, and then go out and get trounced by West Ham. And I was kind of half expecting it. But it's like you said, Norgard's presence in this team does make those games that look a little bit tricky on paper slightly easier. I saw a tweet, I don't know if you guys saw it, a tweet about this week about him being one of Brentford's ever, best ever signings. Um, thoughts on that? Anyone?
0: <laughs> well,
1: he's definitely not the worst. <laughs> definitely not the worst. <laughs> definitely not the worst. Tias, no, what do you he's, reckon, he's, mate?
0: He's, he's. I don't know how much he costs, Wait. though. Who, who is this? Sorry.
1: Norgard. No god. Christian
3: Norgard. No, god. easily. Easily our best ever player.
0: <laughs> best
3: ever? <laughs> sure. I, I, I have a soft spot for Ben Rama, but there can't really be... Our best ever player has to come from this team, like, regardless, surely. Hmm. Like This this is probably the highest we've ever been. I don't really care about all that 1940s stuff. It, it's a di- different era. <laughs> this is like... We, we would wipe the floor with that team.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, probably it. I saw some right. Tweet, I saw some tweets about Declan Rice being pocketed by him. Uh, I thought we might get some controversial takes on this. A lot of people are saying that he's that Christian Norgar's twice the player that Rice is. Clayton, what do you reckon?
2: Oh, that is outrageous. That sounds like
3: something T has to you, as say on a wind up. He is. <laughs> I, I think I said that in the ground as well.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> 100%. What well, the thing is, though, we've played them what three times yeah, now think... since we got into prep. We've beaten them all three times, haven't we? Yeah, away twice, and then the half yeah. game last season. And I'm fairly <laughs> sure they're probably in the matchup all three games. And he has had them, but I think he, I think Rice maybe offers a bit more going forward. But he kind of does just pass sideways a lot, doesn't he? Uh, hmm.
3: I'm struggling to think we... of a better defensive mid in the league. Probably Casemiro right <laughs> or no, no. Audrey. Uh, Rodri, maybe maybe, I'll give you that one. I'm
2: all for some Casimiro I don't Harrison, want to
3: hear Harrison it. Harrison Reed <laughs> down the cottage.
0: Harrison <laughs> Reed is <laughs> definitely top three.
3: Laugh <laughs> 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 L- all you want. He, he is unbelievable. he's good, actually. That that playoff final. He was there. If they didn't have him, we would have got got to the prem that year. He
0: actually was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to speak about the playoff final. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Scored, David Ryan scored the free kick. No, he scored it. What was his name? Oh, Joey Bryan. Joey Bryan, that's it. Fuck me. Oh, you're giving him a nickname
3: as well, Christ.
0: Joey, big you, Joey. You've moved on. Joey <laughs> I've moved on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just absolutely, absolutely fantastic recently. And he's a massive, massive...
1: He's like a new signing when he comes back after injury. So, um, yeah, he's just been brilliant. Mm, so, closing thoughts, definitely... Norgaard is a better player than Declan Rice. Are we all in agreement with that? Currently, yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'll definitely be using the West Ham hashtag when I post this on Twitter. <laughs> Get some bites. Um, moving on to Liverpool then on Monday night. Obviously, injuries to Tony in the, in the West Ham game had us all shitting ourselves, but it looks like he'll be back for the next league game at least. Whether he makes an appearance in the FA Cup against West Ham on Saturday, I'm not sure. But um, we made a point of it on our last pod about how there isn't a team in the Premier that relies more on one player than we do on Tony. Obviously, last night we kind of proved that we can mix it up with the bigger teams in the league without him. Um, I don't know if that's just because we played against Liverpool, though, and that when we play against a team like Liverpool, there is a lot of space. So, uh, Clayton, do you think that we got the, we played so well against Liverpool because because they're a team that provide a lot of space for, for the runners like Brian and Witter to run into?
2: Yeah, I... Yeah, I that's a very very good point, Mike. Because they played a suicidally high line, considering how badly they're playing at the moment. Cops still determined to you know, have a centre back to the halfway line, and uh, I mean you saw like, just saw the pace of the two strikers over and over again on uh, on Monday night, didn't you? Just, they just couldn't really deal with it. Um, and it was a similar in the home game uh, last season. Just it was just a bit different because they were playing the balls off Tony, but they were still like Bubba was running off the header. Uh, just with the high lines, so yeah, I think you might be right. I think if you played a team that was a bit more defensively solid without Tony, I don't think I think we could no way we could have gone to the Etihad and won without Tony. There's no way. Mm. So yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. No, that's exactly that's okay, why
0: I, I agreed there. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Liverpool at the back were poor, um, and and fair play to Brian and uh, Wissa, they were unreal. And they really actually... Look, I know they kind of played a little bit of a different game to what Tony does, but they were a bit more... Uh, they got themselves about a bit more. They were a bit... Just to get... You know, they, they really at the Van Dijk and is it Kanate or whatever, uh, they were just... Every time they got on the ball... When you when we play Tony up top, it's only one of him, but when them two are up top, they're like racing snakes. They just go after everything, and they were unreal at that, and Liverpool couldn't deal with it. And I think uh, it's Van Dijk done his where he's done his ligaments or something like that or whatever or hamstring I don't know but it was a different game but yes if we played City without Tony and we played with Brian and, uh, and I think we wouldn't have had a chance so um, you know it's, it's fortunate it came around in this manner but um, we'll see how we do when, it, when we lose Tony so whenever that is hopefully hopefully may stick a few more bets on get them charged <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: Well, you mentioned Mads Rusalev earlier, um, got on his case in the past. Obviously, you said earlier, if you think Mads Rusalev's a bad footballer, then you're an idiot. But he has kind of been going under the radar in this recent run of form. He's actually surprised me defensively. Obviously, not so much going forward. I think Rico Henry is one of the two fullbacks that goes forward better and, and more often. Um but he has managed to do well against Son and Liverpool's front so he definitely deserves some credit. Tias, what have you made of of his sort of run in this lineup? I think he, I think he started six consecutive games now for Brentford. I think something like that. I mean, he, he's a decent
3: player, but I'm not watching him and going. I'm not sat there in awe of him. Uh, let, let's just mm. make it right. He was playing against Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who doesn't get into 19 out of the 20 Premier League teams, I think. <laughs> So, let, let's just steady, like, this Ruiz stuff for now. And I, I would much rather have Aaron Hickey, but it's good that Ruiz putting in a shift. Uh, and and yeah. he has played well in some games. It's just, it also allows us to just completely smash it to Rico and not have to worry about both our full-backs being up the pitch. Because uh, he
0: he does get up sometimes. You're but... not giving him any credit here. Like, he's he's been he was very, very <laughs> good. Um
2: if you if you compare it a, to the product
3: of the
0: system though, yeah.
3: If
2: you compare it to the Forest game, we I I, I we did the pod after the Forest game. I absolutely slayed him, it, and he did have a disaster class He was awful. Was, but he was up against better players that day. <laughs> Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah, yeah he played and against what... City. He played <laughs> against City. Yeah, exactly. And he it, was fantastic. He was out. very good. That's exactly. That's my point. He he has. He but has I do think up.
0: that when the team plays well, he plays better. It's like confidence breeds a good performance. Is it? Yeah, that's you not know forget. when when we played against Villa or whatever and we lost four nil. People were saying he was absolutely dreadful. Um, no one had a good game then. Um, we, we have
3: a lot of these players, though, who fit when they come into the team because we're just playing so well and it's such a good system, they'll just mm. play well. I mean, you look at Mads Beck. He wasn't terrible last year in the Premier League. Goes out to Nice, doesn't play a single minute, comes back to us and he's straight back in the team.
2: How does that work? Yeah, learning out Mad's back was like the same. Like we could have loaned out Charlie Good. They are like the same amount of ability. And if it was Charlie Good, you'd never like say, "Oh, he should be playing for Nice." It should be Mad's Beck <laughs> should be near the first team. He's just there because he's in the B team and
1: he's made his cover. He's rubbish.
3: I like his new hair. He, is,
1: he might have good hair, but he can't defend. <laughs> I know you said that he did all right last season, but he does he's get exposed. Dying. He's got no pace whatsoever, non-existent pace. Um, I'd be worried. But the fact like, yeah, I think ever- y- Janssen on the bench. Do you think a, he comes back yeah, into the yeah. team with how with how well Pinnock and um, the other centre back has been doing? The other centre back who I'm forgetting now, <laughs> Zanka. and Ben. All... How could I forget Pinnock and Ben Me? Yeah, no,
2: I and, and Zanka as well. I don't the, think he comes back, but I think that's been the case for a while. I think it, I think he's always not been uh, the best in the best that since we've like been in the Premier League. He's played lost because he's the leader, he's the captain, and he does add something like that. Especially now, if we're playing mm-hmm. for the back in some games where we match up a bit better, there's definitely like four, probably four centre backs better than him, if you, if is fit as well. Um, but I, I think it's kind think of like a well-known thing that he's going to go in the summer, isn't it? So he's, uh,
3: he's less essential as well with that whole captain thing. So I feel like there was a point in our team where if we didn't have him on the pitch, we had absolutely zero leaders other than him. But now you look at it, I mean, Norgard and Tony obviously could be captains in their own right you got jan you got Zanker and, and Pinnock. Even Re- yeah, exactly. Rico gives a bit. Even Jensen, you see, he's always backing everyone's stuff. So, no, I, I think he's less essential in that um,
1: regard now. What do you reckon, Will, on Jansen? Do you think he gets back into the team? I know you've been, you've been a big been no, of him I'd, in the I'd past. No, I don't
0: think he does. No, I think he went, I, I, I critiqued him last season, but then at the end of the season, he was absolutely top class. Those games, I think, was it Watford away? I know he scored, but Chelsea as well. Uh, Chelsea away, he was he was brilliant, um, and I, unfortunately for him, we have we brought in like Ben Mee, who's just a slightly younger, better version, um, and and I mean, Pinnock's come back, and he's done really really well. There's no way he gets in at the moment, let's say. And yes, I think he might be going at the end of the season, um, but he has there's no. He's got to be down as one of probably the, one of the most influential players to come to us um, in terms of getting us up and solidifying us in the Premier League. You know, I don't think we could have done it without him. And, you know that leadership, uh, that player that can bring the whole team together, and and other players can grow because of. Uh, you need a player like him, and he's been yeah. absolutely unreal for us. But unfortunately, I don't
2: think he gets in the team anytime soon. What kind of send off mm. do you think he gets if he if he was to go? The...
3: Testimonial against Malmo
2: bollocks
0: nothing (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the memories and everything he'll get a nice tweet or something Um, and they'll bring him out on the pitch at the end but
2: Uh, West Antifa I reckon big or
3: Or like a a Jansen 11 against a Bielsa 11 that'd be quite fiery
0: yeah
3: around three years
0: now four years or three years
1: four years Uh...
0: years, right yeah fair enough he's been alright
1: hmm Lots of noise around uh, around away fans in the home end on Monday. Um, not sure. I did want to talk about it because it's it's, it's been talked about on Twitter for, for the last couple of days. Uh, I'm not really sure what the club can do in terms of stamping it out. We don't have 17,000 fans to fill the stadium, so it seems like a problem that's kind of never going to go away. Uh, Clayton, what what was your take on it? You know, all the all the home fans in there, all the away fans in the home end.
2: Yeah, it's funny you ask me because I was the one that figured out that there were four Liverpool fans stood next to me. I was wondering why they were gonna be funny. I mean, they were southern, so you couldn't tell that much. But they didn't sing a song; they kind of just stood there. And then when we started chanting, we're just too good for you. They kind of couldn't take it anymore and left. which confirm my beliefs. Which it it really does irritate you because it's just it's just so ridiculous. Like in that part of the stadium as well, like top of the West Stand, where everyone's standing, and like everyone everyone around you have known for years, and it's just these fans from the big six club. But I think I mean I don't want to speculate on the, on the podcast, but I'm fairly sure those basically there's two season tickets next to where we stand, which get sold to big six clubs every time we play them. So something like that, the club can definitely do something about. But I guess it's a case of figuring out. Which seats it is and and speaking to the club about because uh, it, it, it's just a bit
0: silly. What you
3: saying
2: to Yeah, I think the
0: simple the simple way of dealing
2: with it is you just.
3: You I was saying I, was, I saw the, some thing that you can report it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you just report the seat. That's a simple thing. If you that ask report the seat or whatever, um, and then if it is a season ticket, they can just ban that. But I don't think it really I think it would just be people buying on the exchange, um, and then but you can see who's bought on the exchange. You just ban that, and you know, and just ban them. But. I do like it. There's been a couple of times when I've had to go to the ticket office before a game, and it's absolutely brilliant seeing people that have bought tickets for a load of money, and they don't work, and then they come crying to the ticket office. I absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> so that's a good that's a good thing. To see. But yeah, there is. I think there is a lot of noise on Twitter. It happens more after a big game and whatever, and it is notice you know, it is noticeable. But I think the the simple thing is, if you're that asked, you just check what seat they're in. Report that seat. You know, write down the seat number, row, what stand, and send it to the club. If you're that, i send it to the club, and and um, they do ban people. You know, Brentford ban people for less, so don't see why they can't do that.
2: Yeah, I think I, mean, I agree. Will. I mean, it's always going to happen in like the corporate area, isn't it? Because they're kind of open. Ah, sure, exactly.
0: Anyone. Yeah, you give tickets to anyone, but, um, well, but also anyways, I don't know started.
2: why we complain so much
3: because if if one of us didn't have a ticket in a big away game. We'd, we'd try to look for one in the home end yeah. um, I, don't, I don't think I would be in that position but no, I exactly. it's your do do that. that yeah
1: right chap so we've talked about obviously the three games in a little bit of detail there was a, a few other things that I wanted to talk about before we end it today um, I know we've we've talked a little bit about Kevin Shea Sharder as, as TS said mm-hmm. for the signings of Freiburg earlier Um Obviously, we all did that thing that we do when we go and look at the YouTube highlight compilations. He, looks, he does look decent. Um, any other areas that we need to strengthen in January? Um, I would say left-back looks a little bit like considering how good Rico's been and the fact that he's also very injury-prone. But, uh, tias who, who do you reckon we need to go for in January? Oh, what positions?
3: Still a striker. I mean, <clears throat>
1: watching him, he is definitely a winger. And from
3: all, by all accounts, what I've heard, he is a winger. So, if, if we want to continue to have the option of lumping it long, then we're going to need a striker. And I did mention this on the podcast that never got aired, but there is a state, a really obvious signing that we could make just to fill the gap for six months. And I think that ben is Chris... Cri- no. <laughs> no, not <that> again. <laughs> it's, it's Chris Wood on a six-month loan. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. He's He'll be third-choice striker behind Isak and Wilson. He's going to want to play uh, some minutes so he can get back in that New Zealand squad. Because his place might be up for grabs if he's not playing regular football. And you think he, he fits the profile. He fits the Tony mould. He's, he's a proven Premier League goal scorer. And he wouldn't cost a penny. Six-month loan. Get it done, Joves. You've
0: sold him in really well, there. Call, 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 call in your Geordie uh, chums. Yeah, happen. exactly. Yeah, That's not a bad shout when you play it like that, to be fair. I <laughs> <No, he
2: laughs> don't think that's a bad shout. I, I think we could do with another striker, but like I said earlier, I have a sneaky feeling that we might try to convert this new signing to a striker. And that might be it. Boom! Yeah, well, please. as you said, we've got we've done it to Watkins, so no so harm in trying it on this young lad, so true. <laughs> I'd say left back, but I mean we've pretty much just had Rico. But I mean, you don't really. I wouldn't really count Donald Thompson. So you pretty much just had one left back for as far as I can remember. So as much as we've like, got. Find someone to back Rico up. Oh, really are we still
3: after that Cirkin guy from uh, Sunderland? I know. I think that might have gone a bit quiet. Let's have a look. No, never saw anything about that.
0: But yeah, you're good, good shout. It's goal. left back. Yeah, I do think we need about back? This October. Talk Sports said apparently we were after him. Is there anyone in the B team that can play left back there? So I'm not saying it's the answer, but I'm sure they do have left um, back there.
3: I'm not too up on what no. they're doing. These let's
0: say in a, in a match, let's say in a game the game is Liverpool, If Rico went off injured or like needs to go off, who would they bring up? Goddard's. Goddard's. Saman Goddard's been recalled, so that's his backup.
3: Yeah, I think Finn Stevens would probably be the option, wouldn't they?
2: Mm. They played as a right back, with, though, they?
3: No? Yeah, but. We did, we did whack in. Uh,
2: oh, wait, actually, you know what? we're missing something really obvious here. Aaron Hickey's actually left footed.
3: Oh, yeah. And then we can start Roosevelt.
2: Yeah, so it's not as dire. It's not. Presuming uh, Hickey's coming back, it's not actually that bad. No, uh, it's not ideal. You'd probably ha- you'd want another first team full back, but beggars
1: can't be choosers. Should we talk a little bit about Thomas Frank's new contract, Clayton? I, I remember asking you on the last podcast uh, if there was a ceiling with how far Thomas Frank could take us. I did. I-, I was quite surprised when I saw the new contract. To be fair, I thought the Denmark jog might be in his sights a bit sooner. Um, what are your thoughts on on him signing the contract extension? It's twenty twenty five, is it not? Is it? Twenty twenty seven. It's twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. That is twenty
2: twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I was really happy when I saw that. I was really really happy because you can't really you can't really doubt him now. I think he's proven. He's a great manager. Um. So yeah, I'm really happy. Good bit of business by a club. is kind of as good as the signing because there's, there's got to be clubs sniffing around, especially when you think of like Lampard. Mike is probably going to go. Like Moyes could go. Like those clubs are going to be interested. Leicester, but. I think I think he'd be uh, stupid to go
0: anywhere. It's like a lot of our players, how, but he's built this group of players. If you put any of our players in another team, I don't think they'd shine, or do as well. And I think it's the same yeah. with the manager. If Thomas Frank, it's like how Potter's gone from Brighton to Chelsea, and he's just stinking the place up. Um, if if <laughs> if Frank went to say in Everton, it's well one. Where would you start, with Everton? It's a it's a sinking ship. They're rotten from top to bottom. So uh, I don't think they like. If he wants to go to another club good luck to him but don't think it's I think he's too clever to do that he wouldn't he wouldn't ruin his career doing you know? that yeah I agree uh, with
2: I think he'll buy his time
0: Grass isn't always greener and we've seen it as probably two or three players who I'd say have left us and gone on to do better Watkins Malpe uh, Watkins Tarkovsky maybe uh, Ben Rama but all the rest of are just have either done nothing at all or gone really badly
2: championship fodder so, yeah, exactly. More, I mean, more pay and Ben Romney, you, you could argue that. I think Ryan well, Woods has had on, about five different clubs. Yeah. Same exactly. with
0: Sawyers. Yeah. So, I think it's the same with the manager. The grass isn't always greener, and I think Thomas has seen that, and he'll realise, he'll, he'll know. And also, look at what he'll be losing here. I know everyone goes, oh, our squad's worth £28 It's not. It's worth way more than that. Uh, whatsoever well, whatever. Maybe that's what we bought them for. I don't know. I don't know how these statos work, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. I think it, he's built this squad, which is just unbelievable at the moment. From 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 front to back, obviously we're losing Tony, but um, the midfield, the defence, and the wingers are all of all talented players who have got plenty of potential to to still go. You know, so it's, why why waste it and leave? They don't. He'd, he'd have to be mental. He'd have to get kicked in the head or something to leave. But. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, just just before we round things off chaps I just want to get some realistic expectations of, for the rest of the season now that we're at the halfway point uh, Tia you're known for your hot take so go on you go first oh,
3: I think I it's think between, gone.
2: it's got to be renew those passports
3: we've got to get seventh surely it's there for the taking <laughs> conference league I don't want to finish sixth I don't want Europa I want conference league please
2: yeah conference league definitely I'd rather have that baby steps
0: I'd, I'd yeah, rather it in the, conference
3: league than the Champions League regardless you could have three
0: teams in the Conference League who would you bet or like out of the countries uh, Almaty 20 FC 20.
3: from Kazakhstan
2: yeah uh, 30. Red, <laughs> Red Star Belgrade oh geez, you won't make it back maybe like a, like a nice like, a decent, <laughs> like, like Florentina or something like that or like uh,
0: Cannes or something like that if they can qualify nice
3: and put them in the September game I want a
0: Belgian team or something oh yeah could get Andelect and play Brian Reimer.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, God!
0: It's all wishful thinking, but I, yeah, I want a team definitely either a Czech team, plenty of beer, uh, a Dutch or a Belgian team. Um, and then like
3: I'd be like for log away. i for
1: <laughs> away. <laughs> 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 we're like we 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 say we're saying with these teams like it's a done thing already. <laughs> We'd win that. No, um,
2: nah, would we? But we could win the competition.
1: <laughs> Hands down. <laughs>
2: no no like we probably get like aberdeen
3: it's easier you know, than the Carabao cup we got something fun of there that is true is it easier cup to win than the Carabao cup play Man City, <laughs> mm. god they're beatable mate been there done that true that yeah i'd rather yeah, exactly. yeah What, what yeah stick, What's stick us in front of Wolfsburg, we'll crumble again
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> i've seen us on the european stage it isn't for the yeah. faint-hearted
0: no we can't do it it would be, it'd be
1: I think uh, if if that's everything, chaps, I think we round it off there. I do I do need to sort of caveat this with this is our first recording that we've done uh, remotely, so has been a little bit difficult. I think there's a slight delay uh, due to like Wi-Fi issues when people stop speaking, so it's a little bit hard to queue, it's harder to queue people in. But having said that, I think we will be back in person recording uh, as of next week. So yeah, we will see you next week. Uh, potentially do one after the West Ham game in the Cup. If not, I think it's Bournemouth after that at home. Oh yeah, 5:30. Be there. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, On the... guys, thank you very much for your time, and I'll see you next week.
3: Sports social Podcast network.